This is Anthony Pascal. And this is Lori Elster, and this is the All Access Star Trek podcast. Today we've got a lot of news to get through, all the stuff from San Diego Comic-Con, so we have asked Matt Wright from the Shuttle Pod to join us. Hello, Matt. Hello, guys. Thanks for coming. We need you. We got a lot of stuff to of go course. through. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Comic-Con, baby. Yeah. Tons. So, Tony, you were there. Do you want to give a quick overview? It was the first time in three years it was packed as I think it was like 150,000. I don't know. It was a lot of people. It, it was it was great to be back at Comic-Con. It was a really fun energy and it's great to be in Hall H for a Star Trek panel, obviously. But there were a bunch of kind of little Star Trek panels here and there and a good amount of stuff on the on the show floor. And and they had an offsite thing. They did the 10 forward bar in this experience. So the good and, and one of the fun things is as you approached the San Diego Convention Center, right next to it is uh, the, the Marriott, which is this really tall building. And there was this giant skin at the, on for the top floors of the Marriott that just said Trek. And it had yep. p- pictures from all of the um, characters. So Trek was like kind of looming over Comic-Con every day. It's cool As to it see that. Be. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it just it felt good to be back at Comic-Con, back with Star Trek at Comic-Con. And I had a really good time. Christine was there. Uh, she's a San Diego resident and always really helpful, um, both, you know, at the Comic-Con and just helping me find my way around San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you guys were killing it with the tweets. I was watching the tweets as the panels were going, and you guys had a ton of great information coming out. Yeah, she did most of the text. I was handling the pictures for the most part. And yeah, no, that was that was a lot of fun. I mean, the biggest thing was obviously, so we should probably start with this, was the kind of triple panel mm-hmm. uh, for the Star Trek universe in Hall H. It was about 90 minutes long, broken into three sections, with Alex um, and Rod Roddenberry there for the whole thing. And Leah Thompson was the moderator. Which that's cool, by the way. That's that's fun that they did that. It was. She's a huge Star Trek fan. I think she really wanted to make it work. So she was being an actress and she was sticking to the script. Yeah, I would agree. I watched the whole thing. But I also felt like she was had such genuine excitement. So that won me over. And during the Picard thing, she d- she certainly did kind of open up and loosen up a little bit more because she knew those people. Yeah, I was going to say she just worked right. with them like a year ago or whatever. Yeah, and she so. talked about what it was like to work with them and, you know, how much fun it was to work with them. And, and Alex said, you know, that she'll be coming back. So that means she will be. I was hoping right. they'd use her for season three. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that meant. Se- I, I mean, he. I think he meant in oh, the future. Like, like she'll be part of the, the stable of, of directors. That's good. We don't really know much about. I assume Frakes, I mean, maybe Frakes didn't direct in season three because he was doing so much acting. So that's an interesting question we'll have to get from Terry is what's his stable of directors for season three? Right. We know he directed the finale. Anyway, so let's move on to. um, To the actual panels, to the content. (laughs) Yes. Well, a couple of interesting things happened outside of the, it was during the three panels based on audience questions but alex because we you know they 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 were talking about surprises and stuff and we thought maybe they'll announce a new show there wasn't anything like that but he would drop hints about what he's working on couched in questions from the audience so one fan asked you know hemmer was uh, played by a blind actor. Um, it was a deaf fan. It was kind of a fun moment. He had his ASL interpreter and he asked, you know, wouldn't it be great to have a deaf actor on the show? And Alex said, oh, well, you know, that would be great. Um, and it's something we'll look into doing for. And then he stops and then he says, for the two shows we have in development. Yeah. <laughs> to let everyone kind of know. He want he definitely wanted that to land for the audience and had really nothing to do with the deaf question. He just wanted to kind of get it Walked out it there. In. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've known that they have shows in development. We don't know what the two shows at the top of the list are because he didn't have anything to say about that, except when you combine it with this, a, another fan asked about, might we see spinoffs with female characters? Cause she really liked female characters. She, she specifically said, would we see a captain Beverly show or mm-hmm. seven as a captain show again, uh, Kurtzman, turned that around and said um, that you could expect to see more shows, plural, with female leads, plural. Yep. Yep, yep. So, Which jives with the two shows that we've sort of more concretely been hearing about over the years. 
which is Section 31 with Michelle Yeoh, and Starfleet Academy with Mary Wiseman, which we don't even know if that's a real Yeah, we don't even know if that's actually not. Mary Wiseman. Right, yeah, really. we don't know, but just speculative. But sure, it all, it all kind of fits, yeah. yeah. That absolutely makes sense. If those are the two at the top of the list, and they are going to start running out of Star Trek content after 2023. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. You know, so if Paramount wants to keep up this level of content, they need to green light a show this year, basically. Yeah. I think they're going to announce a new show on Star Trek Day in September, is my guess. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Just yeah. because that's the right time, it feels like, to do it. Now, someone asked about, because Next Gen is obviously a huge part of Picard and built into Picard, and you've got Voyager stuff all over Prodigy and, and Picard. Yeah. And, and Lower Decks. <laughs> exactly. And also so everywhere. <laughs> Voyager's everywhere. So this fan said, what about DS9 and will you be exploring those characters? Yeah. Alex was trying to be careful. So first he said, I want to answer your question without revealing anything. Yeah, I know. I like that he literally said that. He's like, well, I can't reveal anything. So A, so, we know something's cooking. That's great. You know, And then I mean? hundreds of pairs of ears <laughs> perked up. Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then he started talking about how important Cisco is as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, conversations definitely have been had. That's kind of the key thing. But then he kind of said, if then he said, if we ever go down that road, you know, and he talked about how, you know, how they would approach it. So it doesn't sound like it's one of the two shows, you know, but. Oh, no, this um, is probably something just in the in the brainstorming sessions, you know. I mean, I really don't see Avery Brooks returning to series television. He's not. He's he's yeah, done. Yeah. He doesn't want to do that. No. He doesn't want to do convention occurrences. He doesn't want to be in the public, uh, you know, limelight at this point. And we're going to get into this, but, you know, IDW's recently just announced a new comic book series all about Cisco. Yes. Um, you know, and if they were about to do, and I talked to the writers of this, they pitched the idea of doing a big 24th century comic book series years ago before Picard was announced. And they were told, no, we can't do that because we're about to do this TV show called Picard. Mm. So it feels like they wouldn't do a big Cisco comic book series set after the DS nine finale. If they were about to roll out a new Cisco TV show, but I do feel like he's indicating that we're going to see some DS nine characters. I think we're going to see at least one on, and I think Terry's confirmed this maybe, or at least hinted at it on Twitter um, on Picard season three. Yeah. The, he, yeah. Yes, he that's right. He's hinted it. Yeah. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so DS nine's going to get some love and they're certainly considering giving it more love. Um, Which is good. It, it's kind of overdue considering all the other shows now are getting some love. In some I was going to say it's definitely about time. Yeah. Now, the show getting the most love, let's face it, is The Next Generation. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. I mean, as we know, Lower Decks is basically, you know, from Mike McMahon's, you know, hypothetical TNG season eight brain. So Right. <laughs> <laughs> so for the big Picard news was the rollout of, I think they were calling mm-hmm. it a motion teaser. So <laughs> sure, it wasn't a like a teaser trailer. Well, they did a teaser trailer a few months ago, which just showed, you know, close ups on Riker and Picard and some dialogue. This was this is like the uh, the Ken Burns effect kind of stuff, basically, <laughs> you know, a little more than that, but not, you know, it's the. Well, we got to see and hear everybody. Yeah. Well, almost everybody. Almost everybody, yeah. right. One <laughs> yeah. one major deliberate omission. Yes, for they're definitely reasons. withholding, yeah. <laughs> Spiner. You're talking about Spiner. Yeah, yes. let's just say we don't know who Brent Spiner <laughs> is playing. We know um, he's an old new character. Mm-hmm. No, new old character. I forget which adjective came first. I forget too. New old yeah, I don't know. Which makes a lot of people think it's lore, but I don't know about that. Basically, we got to see what all the characters look like. We got to see their uniforms. We got to see their makeup and design. And everyone's got gray and white hair. Worf looks amazing. Everybody looks really good. But yeah, Worf looks especially good. Everybody looks good. But I thought Worf looks especially amazing. And I thought Crusher looked fantastic also. I'll tell you, this is what happens when you take the top of the line modern makeup tech and apply it 
to the classic like Klingon look, right? Yeah. It looks really good, really seamless. Like unlike, you know, old, old school stuff where Dorn ends and, you know, the latex begin not not latex, <laughs> silicone these days, uh begins like is you can't tell. You know what I mean? It looks really good. It, yeah. He looks like a Klingon, you know, and like he looks like Worf, pretty much. I think he'll be able to act better with whatever yes. they have. It looks a yep. little smoother. So, I mean, I don't know why some people thought they were going to disco him. No. Um, First think- off, they are. They said outright, what, even a year ago, if Worf were to ever appear, that would never be. They would never do that to him. But so. it, 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 it is. It has. They have evolved the look. But ever, I think universally people have been loving the look and his white beard. Um, yeah, he's, man. It, he's Badass in- old warrior. He's yeah. in Starfleet. He's he's wearing four pips, so it looks like he's a captain of yeah. something. Yeah, and he has a cool uh, sword. Yeah. So Terry Metallus tweeted out that that's called a Curleth, and it's designed by Dan Curry of T- the TNG, you know, production team who designed the Batleth. So that's pretty cool. So it's it's a it's a it's a new invention from the creator of the Batleth. That's neat. It's perfect. Yeah. So Riker was a captain too, which he was last time we saw yeah. him. Uh, but that. but in a in a different uniform that he was wearing. Everybody's kind of got this, leather. A, <laughs> yeah, a lot of leather. He was in a kind of leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Picard was also in a new jacket, a new kind of admiral jacket. Jordy was in a different. Everyone gets their own thing. It looks like Jordy is a. Um, I guess it was clarified by Terry a Commodore. Yeah. Um, so he outranks Riker, which makes sense because yeah. Riker, Riker um, retired. Retired yeah. captain. Yeah. yeah. Seven is a commander. Uh, mm-hmm. People are counting pips on her because it was weird angles. Trying, is there a fourth pip somewhere in there? But Terry clarified there's only three. She's a commander. And she's a first officer on a ship, he said. Right. Yeah. Didn't say which ship. No, he said a ship. That's right. Right. Can't spoil everything. <laughs> so we don't know, like, is she first officer to Riker, first officer to Worf, first officer to some other guy or girl? <laughs> we don't know. Seven um, and Worf would be a great combo. Oh, dude. Can, yeah. we, can we just have that spinoff? Though? Yeah, there's a spinoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I don't think she's the first officer to Rafi because Rafi wasn't even wearing a Starfleet uniform. I think. She's wearing some kind of just black leather because everyone's in leather. Um, maybe she goes back to being like a spy. She might not be in kind of normal Starfleet or yeah. Starfleet Academy, perhaps. That's this is all speculation. Crusher's not in uniform. Troy's not in uniform. Both look great. Spiner does not look great because he's not there at all. Um, <laughs> he's invisible. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's pale, he, almost I'm translucent. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure he does look great. And of course, there is no rios and and the rest of the gang because they are not coming back no, no they they wrote them off in season two yeah 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 so this is the cast this is who it is you know mm-hmm. but it got a good reaction from fans even though it wasn't like a actual footage trailer they, they are smartly doling it out piece by piece i think fans are liking what they're seeing so far it's funny, it ties in really well with what Kurtzman actually said at the panel, which was that he said he didn't want them to come in and have cameos. He wanted them to have significant roles, and he wanted, he said, to wet the appetites a little bit so that at the beginning they're in different places and slowly we see them come together, which is kind of how they're rolling out the promotional campaign as well. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and Gates said some of them have been keeping in touch, meaning the characters. Some of them haven't talked in years. I wouldn't be surprised if there's tension between some of them, perhaps. Um, Yeah. We saw some of that, obviously, in all good things. And I'm not saying they're going to do the exact same thing, but perhaps there's some beefs, you know, just because it's been 20 years and and, uh, who knows what's going on with these people. Right. Gates also said there are a lot of unresolved issues between Picard and Crusher. Yeah, I think I think fans have a lot of unresolved issues between them, too, honestly. Yeah, because they didn't really go anywhere and they should have. They should have. And they were sort of, you know, Gates has talked about how at the beginning of the show, she thought that that was going to be part of the ongoing relationship. And then it wasn't. And I think what I really like 
is that I think Terry Metalis is the first one in a while to sort of understand the significance of Beverly Crusher. She was at the Gates was at the panel. She, he's talked about how important her role was. So she's not just going to be shuttled off to the side. I think she's pretty major this time. And I'm yeah. very, very excited about they, that. They basically, I mean, she's Crusher, like was totally superfluous, basically like in, I think, insurrection pretty much and especially they didn't use her at all really in nemesis to any major way so it's really not fair so i'm glad she's back and you know (laughs) going to be used appropriately as a character instead of just like oh she's here to spout one random little techno babble like medical techno babble thing and then disappear again you know like that's not cool so, yeah, I don't think she would have been the one at that panel if she didn't have a pretty yeah. major role. Well, I think she would have passed on it if that was her only role, too. I mean, you yeah. Know, so that's good. Very glad to hear that. I'm curious what she's been doing. I mean, Gates was hinting that Crush has been off traveling the universe doing mm-hmm. big things. So, you know, I yep. think that, that may play into what the season's all about. Some kind of like civilian medical aid you know, to different places or something just makes me wonder, you know? Yeah. Doctors without borders. Who knows? Yeah. You know, doctors without, without borders in the galaxy, <laughs> you know? So she said it's the best work she's ever done for this season. And she called out Terry for that. There was yep. a lot of love for Terry during this panel. Well, he has a lot of love for them. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, he's like yeah. the big super fan. So, I mean, it makes sense that they were out, that they all got along so great. She also said that she didn't get to work with um, Raffi and Seven a lot. Her character didn't do a lot with them, but this, the stuff they did, she loved. You know, there was no mention of Laris. And, you know, the, one has to, I mean, feel <laughs> for Laris. I mean, they just spent a whole season for Picard. You know, yeah. Picard has basically finally learned to love and he's going to turn to say, you know what? I'm ready to love and it's Goodbye. not going to be you. You right. know, I, I'm not sure it's going to be that blunt or something, but it, it kind of feels like she's not part of this picture anymore. Right. So, oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit of there's a curiosity. Leah Thompson asked Patrick Stewart if we're going to see him in the captain's chair and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure because a couple times he asked people to repeat questions that's loud in the room. And yeah, he said, well, there's more than one enterprise and it's unclear. Did he mean in general or in yeah. season three? See, I kind of think because he, he got a little confused because, you know, it's overwhelming to be on stage and he's older. I kind of think he was just like, well, you know, I've been the captain of both the D and the E. So what are you talking about? I'm not sure, but I kind of just feel like he got, you know. I'm not sure if we should read too much into it, but we'll see. Well, there yeah. is, I mean, it seems pretty clear there is an Enterprise and yeah, yeah. Enterprise yeah. Yeah. in there the season. There is an Enterprise for sure, somewhere. Terry on Twitter has hinted that it's the F. <laughs> you know, who knows? Who knows? So and then he changed his mind. Yeah. Sort of. He's, he's been making, he's also he's, been making he's some to, jokes about yeah, like Armis coming back and, yeah. right. he's you being know. Funny. Uh, <laughs> but I, this is one where I think he was kind of serious about yeah. hinting yeah. about there's the something. F. Yeah, there's a new enterprise somewhere somehow. Wouldn't be surprised. You you kind of can't make a proper send off for the TNG crew and not have an enterprise involved somehow. You Agreed. know. <laughs> well, we know that they built these sets, right? And we know That's that right, those sets. Mentioned that. Pete, it was Sir Patrick who mentioned that too, right? At some point. Right, because he's like the you know these they he, he was ma- making a joke about how the old Enterprise had carpet and the new oh that's right right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um because and people joke joke about the shiny floors which Dave blasts like it really annoys him when people comment about the shiny mm-hmm. floors as if <laughs> there's something like thing. it's yeah. like an at how shiny floors breaks canon you know but um, uh, <laughs> that's don't tweet like, Dave Blast about that he's had enough of it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leave so, alone. The, so it's possible that you know the stargazer becomes an enterprise. Maybe that's the enterprise F. Could um, be. Yeah. Sure. Could be. Could be. Uh, we, you know, these are these are questions to be answered next year, probably. The other big thing we know nothing about the plot, but there we do know that there's going to be a singular antagonist for the season, um, and it's a female. Much has been said about uh, comments about how they use Wrath of Khan as a touchstone, but I'm not sure. Like, 
I think that the element that they called out, it's not that it's some person out for revenge on Picard again. Thank goodness, because that's so old. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm guessing here because the way they described it was it was the cat and mouse um, mind games between Kirk and Khan and Wrath of Khan that they were kind of getting into. And right, so and the, the one-upsmanship and, and all of that, yes. Yeah, so it, it may be someone, and I hope it's someone that has no personal history or, you know, with Picard necessarily. But we still don't know who that is. It'll be interesting how big they go on the actress, mm-hmm. you know? Like, is yeah. it someone like an Annie Wershing, who's a solid actress, or do they ramp it up a notch where it's like, wow, they got so-and-so. Nicole but, Kidman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nothing against Andy Wershing, but you know, the, you know, right. how big did they go on this antagonist? So, is a big question for for now. Anything else from that panel? There was so much. I know there was a lot going on in there. Patrick said he'd be open to doing another TNG movie, which shocked me. I thought he was done. That's very surprising. Yeah, um, yeah, I was I- surprised he was so open, and then and then Alex Kurtzman was like, maybe sure like he yeah. he wasn't saying yes we're doing a movie but he wasn't saying no we would never well, do a movie well and of course it's funny because at the moment Kurtzman's not really overseeing the the movie side of the business anyway so right he couldn't greenlight a movie he couldn't say right. yes anyway if he wanted to at least not I at mean, the moment he could pitch one for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. it's you know paramount did and we're going to get into this later they got enough problems figuring out what to do with the movies they're not about <laughs> yeah. to launch another TNG movie until they figure out what they're doing with this the, the latest one yeah <laughs> but then he did say, which Terry has said, that really season three is the big TNG movie send off. That 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 yeah. is how it's been structured. It's a very long movie when you add it yeah. all together because it's, it's a ten hour movie. Yeah. yeah. So let's switch to talking about lower decks. Something a little more fun. Lower decks. Lower, lower decks. decks. Lower decks. <laughs> we did get it. We did get a lower decks chant we request did, yeah. from the audience. Yes. That was uh, fun. We, we put that video up on the Twitter and the big thing they did, which we kind of, I guess last week was they would release the full trailer. Cause you know, now's the time to do it. Yep. And I loved it. What did you, what did you guys kind of pull out from that trailer? I loved it. I thought it, first of all, I love just like they talked about in the panel. I love their outfits. Yeah. I felt like they <laughs> packed in as always like a million different interesting little tidbitty things. I saw Martok in there, which made me really happy. I love uh, Rutherford saying like, I don't like my nightmares. So like a lot of good stuff. That uh, we- yeah. I mean, it like clown Klingons of nightmares. <laughs> my goodness. you know. <laughs> Did you notice one of the nightmares were like angry raisins? Because, yes. uh, because Boimler is family is from a, you know, a, um, raisin, a raisin California vineyard. raisin vineyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ransom takes his shirt off again. Naturally. There seemed to be an homage to Star Trek 2009, the little parachute drop. Oh, big time. Yes, totally. Yep. yep. <laughs> Except that Mariner's like slams into the side of something. She biffs it. Uh, there's a there's a, ma- a masks reference. So, you know, just oh, like yeah. the show, it, yes. it, it, Kayla will be super excited about that. Shetation Ops is back. Um, oh, I, and, and there's, just... a, there's a TAS reference that's really random and fun. The random Mayan god that they encountered in TAS shows up chasing right. someone. Oh, right. there's, there's an yeah. Indiana Jones so reference. Oh, I mean, yeah, you know, it, I it's, mean, it's yeah. So it's it's basically more of the same. And since we love the show, that's the highest compliment you could give. Um, yes. Yeah. So I'm, you know, it's a great trailer. I was already excited for the season. Now I'm more excited. You know, the Dr. Don has got a chainsaw for to ch- saw someone's leg off. I mean, it's just. <laughs> Who seems very surprised by this news that that's what's yeah. going to happen to him. I was also very excited to see Deep Space Nine. Yeah, that's a biggie, I think. That's what ends there. It's, wow. That was really. And playing the music and talking about circling it and playing the theme music. Yeah. <laughs> it was Cir- just. Circle the pylons. Circle yeah, but pylons. it was beautiful. It was like, yeah, you know what? Yes, circle those pylons. Now they they are going in Deep Space yes. Nine, not just because. Yeah, I was before. a little afraid that they were going to leave it at the circling, you know, like the basically the beginning credits of Deep Space Nine gag, and I was so I'm glad to hear they're going in. 
There was a brief visit in a flashback to Mariner on Deep Space right, Nine. Right, but she can yep. barely tell. She's just sitting at some generic bar. We're not even sure where. So Right. I'm, this is it sounds like a deep space I think Mike referred to it as a Deep Space Nine episode. So there's an episode where yeah. yes. it's yeah. pretty much wall to wall and they're walking the promenade and they're doing all the things. And he says you might see do. some familiar faces. So that's exciting. And yeah. jump just sticks. Jump yes, right, and jump just sticks. Never I was forget. excited about the jump just sticks. Yes, always jump just sticks. If you're on the promenade. Have a jumbo stick. I'm not sure what else there there is to say uh, uh, about the season. You know, it's just going to yeah, be. Yeah, there's so much. They're starting off on Earth. They also released some images from the first couple episodes. And it kind of looks like the season starts, obviously, with Captain Freeman being arrested and the ship is impounded. And that looks like that's going to be the work of episode one, which is why they start off in their kind of civilian clothes. I don't think they're like fired from Starfleet. I think they're just on leave because the yeah, they're probably put on leave. Yeah. But they're, I think they're, uh, they're going to go steal that ship. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but they seem, but they're back in uniform according based on the pictures in episode two. And it looks like they're on the Cerrito. So because the show isn't highly serialized, I think they're going to just wrap that whole thing up in one episode. Yeah. Yeah. They got to get the proof. Bring it back, exonerator. Bam! Back. We to see her on the bridge business. in yeah. the trailer as captain. So you know, obviously, yeah. they're not gonna just you know, she's not leaving the show. She was on the panel. No. Uh, <laughs> so that that'll be taken care of. But uh, no, I'm 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 ready for more lower decks. Now I'm gonna switch to another show, sort of, sort of, yeah. <laughs> so we are going to see Tawny and Jack together in live action on another star trek show oh my god this this is interesting so the big crossover that laurie and i have been talking about for years and this this was the first thing we speculated about by the way was these two shows was lower decks and strange new worlds is the crossover it'll happen during second season of strange new worlds it's going to be just boimler and mariner showing up on the U.S. Enterprise in live action. So it's going to be Tawny and Jack. Jack is going to have purple hair, you know, the whole nine yards. And, you know, according to them, they're going to be making their lives stressful. Yeah, we're going to show up and stress them out. And then Anson Mount said, there is an extremely buff two-dimensional version of me. Yeah, that is the thing I can't, I'm not, I get how, I'm I'm assuming the miracle of time travel, they show up on the show somehow, but how does, so perhaps Anson gets pulled into lower decks briefly, maybe? Well, I just assume, see, it's funny because I just assumed how they would do this. This is not what they're doing, but I had always assumed, well, gee, the logical way that they can have a quote unquote crossover is you, you have Mariner and, you know, just fire up the holodeck and decide they want to go hang out in you know the 23rd a simulation of the 23rd century sure with a simulation a la Riker, as it were right and so i thought okay that's how they're gonna do it then they're like wait they're gonna be in live action then i was like okay now i'm more confused (laughs) (laughs) and then mount and then mount said you know the mount said what he said to say now i'm really confused like i don't quite know how this is gonna work so it does make me wonder if they start out visiting a, a simulation and then somehow they're like, nah, let's figure out a way to go do the real thing, you know, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Who I'm knows? sure it's funny, you know, and the question is, I, I assume it's going to be a lighter comedy episode of uh, Strange New Worlds. And in fact, you know, getting to the panel itself, they talked about how there was different genres this year and we saw, you know, military action and rom-com, et cetera. Um, and Anson said they're going for bigger swings next year, which we've kind yeah. of heard before. And uh, Celia and Christina were saying that they're going to one up the the costume episode where they're going to there's at least a couple episodes this year, which are, you know, out there. Yeah. Yeah. They said, if you think that one was out there, wait till next season. Celia and Christina both said that. Mm-hmm. And it's it doesn't sound like they mean another costume episode. So Celia asked Henry Alonzo Myers, the showrunner, I want to do another costume episode how, because she loved that one. So whatever this top is, it, it isn't another thing like that, I guess, is the point. So it could be this kind of mix of animation and live action, which sounds like coming. That's- it's still really weird to me, though, this is happening on Strange New Worlds. I feel like the place for a crossover to happen, if you're going to do it with Lower Decks, is duh, on Lower Decks, where things are less serious. 
it's it's I, I just have a hard time seeing how this is gonna be okay and you know the tos like prequel i don't know it's weird i'm i'm open to it so yeah me too i'm sort of intrigued by this whole idea i'm i mean like you matt i'm so confused about how they're gonna do it but i'm excited about how they're gonna do it Oh, yeah, I, I want to yeah. see it for sure. I just don't understand how it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, me, I'm usually like, well, I'm concerned about, but I don't feel concerned. I'm just like, all right, do it, baby. Oh, so one funny thing that, that, that occurred to me when this was announced is you, if you guys remember, like way back season one of Strange New Worlds was announced and like sort of saying it was filming and Lower Deck season one had come out or whatever you had like you had jerry o'connell and rebecca romaine because of course they're a couple in real life joking about how they're both number ones and stuff and then they would actually joke about how they want to do a crossover between strange new worlds and lower decks you know by any means necessary somehow they want to do it and it was like wow i wonder like if that was because you know this has been brewing for a little while anyway so it's like i wonder if they sort of knew that that was coming or if that was a total joke that just somehow came true. I mean, it's, I possible. think it was a, jo- I think they were just always joking around about it, but hoping that yeah. it would happen. Me too. But, but, but it's just kind of funny to think like, Hey, they're actually, although unfortunately it doesn't sound like maybe ransom will interact with anyone. So, cause all we know about her, it's just uh, the two. Yeah. Landmark Ransom's not, not supposed to be on it. Yeah. Apparently, the guy who got this going is a guy who writes for The Boys and Strange New Worlds named David Reed, and he was talking to Jack about it, and then he brought the idea to the writer's room, and they all loved it. And then, weirdly, Alex called Henry and said, hey, why don't you, you know, what do you think of this, doing this kind of um, crossover? And he's like, well, we're already thinking about doing it, you know, so it was a, it was a little kismet where everyone thought it was a good idea all at once. So I'm looking forward to it, for sure. Yeah, me too. What else uh, jumped out to you uh, from the panel itself? Well, I was unhappy to hear that there's going to be more Gorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to rile me up, you start talking about the Gorn. But yeah, I they're they're definitely planning more Gorn, and they said they're just too exciting and too interesting, which I couldn't disagree with more. But sure. They were described as the big bad for season one because they they did recur. I don't think they're going to be the big bad for season two, per se. I don't know. It's funny that they did all this setup and then they're not going to continue to be an important threat. Well, just, I just I know. just think that they'll we're going to not we're going to run into them again, but they aren't going to be as prevalent and recurring. Like I, I imagine there's a, a different kind of angle they're going to go for in season two, but that doesn't mean they're done with the Gorn is what I took yeah. away from the, from the conversation. Yeah. I mean, in theory, they need to stay the hell away from the Gorn at this point because people are still aren't supposed to really be familiar yeah. with them. So we'll, well see. we've already gone. I mean, that's already, that. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's gone, but you know, one thing that you should like that Henry said is we're doing things in season two that no Star Trek show has ever done before. That's, that's, that's what I want. That's, that's intriguing. What... Yeah, it's also scary because I don't know what their idea of no Star Trek show has done means because we have different ideas from them sometimes. You know? What yes, I mean? so. indeed, indeed. <laughs> but I definitely am more interested in something new and different. Yes, definitely. and I, you know, they have all these great characters in place. They have everything set to go. So I say it's time to to experiment and fly and be free. Yes, please. Let's do it. We got a few little character tidbits ethan talked about how spock is going to continue experimenting with his human emotions um, but the biggest thing he said is he says it's going to lead to a fundamental changes in some very important relationships in his life well i assume that means he's going to get properly estranged from to yeah like it should be <laughs> things are going to cool off there yeah. big time yeah. right which we know is coming should happen yeah yep. yeah so and Christina Chong talked in general about Lon's relationship with Kanuni and Singh. But then she said something curious um, where she said that maybe we're going to be seeing, because she was describing the differences, but she said that she may be inheriting more of the other side of Khan, meaning the kind of dangerous 
side of Khan is what I kind of took from Versus that. Versus the nice side of Khan? Well, you know, she was talking about how he, you know, she she's a leader and she's yeah. strategic and, you know, because oh, okay, yeah. Khan, yeah. Khan yeah. has qualities. Sort of, yeah. Yes, yes. He was a, he was a big lead. He was a leader and he was magnetic. So it's possible we're going to see the dark side of La'an in season two. There's something there. Um, they were being, you know, they were being very coy, let's face yes. it. But uh, there's something going on uh, with the con angle. Celia talked about how we're going to get more singing. She had really nice things to say about Bruce Horak. And she drew this parallel, which hadn't occurred to me, but it kind of makes sense. She was talking about Nichelle Nichols and how Martin Luther King, she, you know, she loves Nichelle Nichols and just has always talked about how honored she is and inspired by she is. And talked about how Martin Luther King, you know, the famous story of talking uh, Nichelle Nichols into staying with the show. And she drew a parallel with Hemmer talk, essentially talking Uhura into staying with the Enterprise. And she saw this kind of poetry to that. And I, I just thought that was really nice. Yeah, I agree. And he was such a big character. And I I feel like she'll we'll get a little bit more about him maybe from her over the season because she'll carry that memory with her. You know, that's made me wonder, are we going to get a flashback? Because she did talk about how this will impact her in season two. So maybe we know he's coming back in a different role. Yep. But maybe, you know, maybe we'll see a little. It's probably just going to be flashbacks and stuff like that. But I hope for a flashback. Um, Also, Paul Wesley was on that panel. So, um, yes, Kirk was there. So, (laughs) I mean, he did a lot of he was around Comic-Con a lot. So he was on that panel and he also was at um, a handprint ceremony for William Shatner, where he introduced him. And so, you know, combined from all of those conversations, he talked about how he said he was never going to imitate Shatner as Kirk because he called it blasphemous. (laughs) But he he talked a lot about which we've heard like that his that in season two, we're not going to see this alternate future captain kirk we're gonna see lieutenant kirk on the farragut who's like looser and a very different kind of person funnier lighter yeah but i also thought like in some of his description of him i thought he has nailed some things i mean you know i'm you know i'm not a big fan of his portrayal of kirk but i think the way he talks about the character shows that he actually does understand who he is more than i hear sometimes from some of the other people because he said he's talked about his instinct and his gut and that it's his North star. And he said that he has an incredibly good sense of morality and he's selfless for his crew. And that at the end of the day, he said he has a deep sensitivity and he cares about doing the right thing. And I feel like these are the characters of Kirk that people sometimes forget about. We don't. Yeah, That's, that's good. Yeah. But I don't hear a lot. You know, I, when I hear other yes. people talking about Kirk, they don't say those things. And even Anson Mount, who I love yeah. his description of Kirk, I thought didn't mm-hmm. match up with who Kirk, it, you know, was more like the yeah. sort of revisionist history Kirk version of Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I did, I appreciated what, what Paul Wesley had to say about this and talked about his Kirk's charm. Now, when you add it all up though, the way he talks about it and other people talk about it, it seems crystal clear he's not in just one episode. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he wouldn't have been on that panel if he was just in one Yeah, episode. he's got to be recurring, you know, kind of reappearing with the Farragut or something yeah. periodically. The, the question yeah. is, is he in, like, close to 10? Um, but, uh, you know, he Hopefully talks... Hopefully not. Hopefully it's, like, three or four, not 10. I, th- I, think it's, I think it's more than five. I'm going to guess six. Yeah. I agree half. with Tony on this, and also because someone asked him about his future on the show, and he said, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, which, like, I think that, yeah, they're going to see how it goes. I little... mean, you know, we'll, they'll see how it goes. But I think he's going to be in it more than I would like him to be in it. Just because I don't want, not anything against him. I just don't want it to be Kirk, Kirk, Kirk. Yeah, because it's the Pike show. And yep. um, they've said it is the Pike show, even if Kirk is around. And they're not using all the characters they have, you know, yeah, like we, yeah. I want to see more Tagus. I definitely, we need to see more number one. So they have a, they have a full compliment already. Yeah. They don't need to add Kirk. <laughs> Even Mbenga hasn't had a lot, yeah. you know. Not from Comic-Con, but uh, there were some interviews with Melissa Navia and she did say that Ortegas gets an episode next year because there wasn't really an Ortegas episode this year. Just lots yeah. of bits of Ortegas here and there 
Um, but we're going to get some backstory and stuff. You know, and, and speaking of Mabenga, one fan, because it just seems to bug people that, you know, he's the CMO, you know, and one fan said, you know, <laughs> I want to see him lose that position. Like, you know, because we know that McCoy is going to be chief medical officer. And it's so weird that people are hung up on this is the one thing. Like, I don't understand this part at all. But yeah, Henry said a couple of he said, we're, um, you know, you're thinking of the original series. And he said, we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Use the word yet again. So, you know, maybe we will actually see that, even though it's so unimportant. But he definitely said, you know, Mabank is the doctor. We are sticking with Babs. He's on the show. Well, it just, yeah. You know, that's it that. Just doesn't, it just doesn't really matter. Like, there's so many ways to justify that. You know, it's like, dude, he he went off to do something else and then came back and, you know, rotated through the Enterprise a couple times. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not. And then people seeing this as like some kind of, you know, like it was like career suicide for him to like not be CMO. How do we know? We don't know what he wanted to go do. Right. Like, hell, he wants to go hang out with his Nebula daughter for a while. We don't know. You know what <laughs> Nebula I mean? Nebula like... daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he, res- you know, he res- takes a leave of absence or something, which means he can't be CMO anymore. They need a CMO. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, whatever. I, mean, I, whatever. I can be annoyingly There's... fussy about these things, but this one to me, I, there yeah, are, like you said, there are me. so many options for yeah. how this could happen. I agree. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but I don't have a sense yeah. of urgency about it. No, no, no. Well, and like you said, they're years away from this needing to, you know, line up. So it's like, all right, we got a lot of time. It's fine. So let's talk about the other Kirk. Mr. Chris Pine. (laughs) Yes. So Chris Pine was brought to Hall H by Paramount Pictures to do a very big panel about a movie coming in 2023. (laughs) And that movie is called Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Uh, (laughs) Not... A Star Trek yeah, movie. Has not Still Star nerdy. Trek. Still quite nerdy. But Still no, quite yeah. nerdy. <laughs> but he was in San Diego at Comic-Con, and therefore, you know, someone asked him about Star Trek. And he said the same thing we've heard recently, which is, I don't <laughs> know what's go- I don't know yeah. what's going on. You know, there's a script out there. I haven't seen it. Um, I can't wait I'd to do it. I'd love to it. do it. Yeah, can't wait to hear more. I really want to do it, and everybody wants to do it. We all want to do it. Yeah. Yes. So... Yeah. You know, Paramount ha- still has it on their release calendar, which means for next year, which is still just I don't see how. But I, I don't see how. But they're yeah. you know they're they're going to have to move their calendar because they don't want to lose the spot. You know, the, yeah. it's it's kind of like real estate, and yeah. you either build yeah. a house there, so they're going to shuffle something in there somehow. Yeah. yeah, and they I mean they've shuffled things before, but it's becoming. I mean they're they're going to start shooting on the boys. You know, so Carl Urban's going to be out of it starting, you know, for many months, starting in a couple weeks. So Mm -hmm. I just, you know, it's now looking like it's going to take a miracle to make this movie happen by Christmas 2023. I still think it's going to happen. Chris Pine apparently has 13 million reasons why he really wants to do this movie. <laughs> um, well yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> it is, uh, uh, Variety reported on the salaries from upcoming movies for a lot of actors. And apparently he, you know, has agreed to 13 million. And remember, money was the problem the last time. So apparently yes. it's yeah. no longer a problem. Well, um, it was also there was a, a Hemsworth money. Yeah, they, issue had, to, they had two top line people there. Yeah, right. And Hemsworth is being paid twenty million for this other movie that he's yeah. doing yeah. now. So it's obvious they couldn't afford both of them. Yeah, that's yeah, for sure. There's no, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're paying, you know, Chris thirteen million, the rest of them are are in the tens of millions. You know, Zoe's not going to come cheap, and so there is an irony of. Chris Pine was the one now telling Paramount, lecturing them, don't shoot for a billion dollars, but you know, they're going to pay me 13 million. Yeah. So, but you know, he's that's, that's his going rate. And, uh, you know, I, I doubt he got that for the Dungeons and Dragons movie, but he gets that to be Captain Kirk. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's that for the movie. Now the, the a third Kirk was in San Diego for the weekend. The um, original. The yeah. original. The <laughs> classic. The first, the first Kirk. <laughs> William Shatner was there. He was promoting the docu- a documentary, which sounds pretty cool. And he spent he did all sorts of things on on Thursday, starting off with the ceremony Laurie mentioned earlier, where Paul Wesley came to um, you know, he was had his 
hands put into cement for this theater in San Diego. Um, they also held an after party there. Christine went to that. I, I chose not to go to that. And, you know, they, they just they had a fun rapport. It's, you know, Wesley seems to be really taken by the fact that Shatner's being nice to him. Yeah, Shatner said, well, Shatner <laughs> called him very sweet. And they seemed and apparently they used to be neighbors. But that's that's a nice little bridging the gap kind of relationship. So that's nice. Yeah. Although Shatner was in a very sassy mood, apparently, because <laughs> he was like joking like about dying on stage. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was I mean, the, the panel it, it, one of the problems with this medium of, you know, where we write things in on, on a website is that Shatner's panel was just very raucous because it was moderated by Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith mm-hmm. and he were getting into this thing where who could swear more during it. It was very jokey panel. You know, with Shatner joking about dying on stage. I mean, it was a joke. You know? And, yeah. and yeah. there was a lot of joking during this panel. Well, that's um, why I said he was sassy. So there's been a lot of people hearing about how Shatner was saying Gene Roddenberry roll over in his grave uh, uh, regarding all the new Star Trek shows. This was sort of pulled out of context. Well, and and miss and misquoted misquoted. by the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, and and everywhere, like everyone picked up the story, and every fan is yelling about this. It's nuts. It's been right. Melissa Navia is reacting to it, and now she's calling him out, but he never said it. Or he said something similar, but and he didn't he, even really get to finish his thought. By the way, too. Yeah. So a fan, <laughs> a fan asked him, you know, were there any standout performances in Star Trek after the original series, after mm-hmm. 1969, right? And um, he didn't said, he no. joke and say no. Yeah. Yeah. He, he immediately <laughs> said no. So that was the joke. And then he and then he joked about how Gene Roddenberry would be rolling over in his grave over some of these. And then he got cut off because the audience started moaning. And then he started yelling at the audience for moaning. And then that was that, you know, yeah, and, so whatever he was really going to say is lost. to the Right. And it was not, but people, but the Hollywood reporter reported it as him attacking the new Star Trek shows. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. Not what he which, was doing, which is not what he was doing. Because right. as you said, the context is, Sometimes anything after TOS, right? Like anything after those first three years. Yeah, and I, to be perfectly honest, so, William know. Shatner ha- probably hasn't watched a single episode of Star Trek, including the original series. No, since well, and, and he says he, I was going to say I'm he doesn't sure watch himself, and I'm so. sure he's never watched any of the '90s shows, and I'm sure he's never watched any of the new shows. Yeah, no, so no, this no. this wasn't. Yeah. I, th- I think critics of the new shows jumped on this as Shatner's, and you know Shatner is on our side because he's watching the shows and hate watching them with us and analyzing oh how they're this violating is, canon, have, you know, yeah. it's no, these are people he, who have never read an interview with Shatner where a, like you said, he's cheeky and B he's outright said he doesn't watch any of this stuff. Yeah. Like in other right. interviews, he said he doesn't watch any contemporary. Like, I, I'm just upset stuff. that our, our, the Hollywood reporter put something out really quickly yeah, they jumped on. They didn't cover the whole panel at all. We do no, our intricate on. panel recap. You know, and and it's the Hollywood Reporter. I have a lot of respect for the Hollywood Reporter, and I felt like I didn't do this, but I was going to email the guy. He says you don't realize like what you've done here, and or was, they do. They wanted the nerds to go crazy. Yeah, I, don't I, know, I sort of think they do. I mean, I also really like the Hollywood Reporter, and I can see, you know that's like a reputable source, yeah, obviously, yeah. like a legit source, and they do their due diligence. But in this case, they didn't because they knew they could get traffic and headlines and get everybody reporting on it which everybody did and i've just seen so many people complaining going i don't care what he thinks why should you care what he thinks he's a jerk as always and i'm like he didn't no. say the thing yeah, that you think that he said yeah right <laughs> because that's the thing like the people who love the shows are angry at chatner the people who hate the shows think he's on their side and neither of that is true right. it's just he's just chatner being chatner chatner's on chatner's side he doesn't care no, <laughs> you know he loves, exactly. he loves saying provocative i mean he's up yeah, there he's saying just... oh if, if i die on stage all the autographs i signed will be even more valuable yeah, yeah like that's yeah. the tone like, of, that's of the conversation yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's being I'm, darkly funny and stuff. It's like he's fine, saying, breathing like, is getting harder. He said. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope the full video of this ends up. It was a Legion M thing. I should ask them if they're going to put up the the whole thing because they should. Because yeah, the people need to see the context of it. It's not what they think it is. Yeah. Although you know, in the world we live in now, people don't even care about what actually happened. No, and it's so. too late. Everyone's already are. Everyone's already outraged. Just, yeah. it's, it's happened. You know, yeah. Whatever. Oh well. 
<laughs> Let's move on to a non-Star Trek panel. There was an Orville panel there. It was a fun panel. Uh, Seth beamed in because he's busy working on Ted, so he was in video. Oh, yeah. um, but by the time you listen to this podcast, uh, there'll only be one episode left for the season. Seth is super spoiler phobic, so any any questions about the final two episodes, one of which will be the day before this podcast comes out he like didn't mm-hmm. want to talk about it so there really was you know it was just a nice fun panel where they talked about the season we've already seen they did show a clip which was pretty cool with you know and just some beautiful visual effects shots lots of you know explosions and all that kind of stuff i have to say the orville is like you know you know they are not kidding that they stepped it up for season three you know new new budget under hulu and yada yada they're not oh. kidding yeah, yeah i was i was watching it a couple of nights ago and i have an 18 year old who was there with a bunch of friends and they come in and they're like what is this and i said the orville they're like oh my looks incredible so yeah. if you can impress I, a I have pack been... of 18 year olds yeah exactly <laughs> no seriously they're like it's true like i you know and i'm not one to just be like whoa cg looks awesome like but like they really did step it up like in fact i have to say like it looks better than i think some of the some of the visual effects that have been executed for our you know the actual trek shows it's some of it's a stylistic difference and i think i just find it better you know i like it a little better but i really feel like they spent a lot of money so oh for sure Anyway, there's no news on season four. Uh, yeah, I believe they're being honest about this. Yeah. Uh, they're, you know, they say they really won't know until after the season's done. And Disney, yeah. who owns Hulu, looks at it. Yeah. I mean, I see Seth all the time on Twitter retweeting people and saying, hey, that's great. You found it. Now, now like, please spread the word. The more people who go, you know, start watching this on Hulu, the better it is for a season four, you know, chances for a season four. So. He wants to do more. Yeah, this is his baby. The Orville is his, you know. Yeah. yeah. Close to his heart. It's his, it's his, like, you know, teenage fantasy come to life. So, you know, why not? Of course he wants to make more. I would, too. <laughs> now, speaking of Disney, after the season wraps up, the show's going to be added to mm-hmm. Disney Plus in the USA. It's already on Disney Plus around the right. world um, as part of Star, Disney Plus Star, which is right. a- I was a little surprised by this, but that's good. It definitely will get in front of more eyeballs potentially. So Oh yeah. Now it'll still be on off. Hulu, of course, because it is a Hulu original, but it right. will also be all three seasons on Disney Plus. And I think, you know, that'll only get more people seeing it and it'll only help uh the chances for season, season four. four. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to switch back to Star Trek and Comic-Con. There wasn't a lot of merchandise news at a Comic-Con. Our last episode, episode 100, uh, we had Aaron Watke on, and he hinted there's going to be some merch from Prodigy Mm -hmm. at Comic-Con. There was not, so apparently it's not ready yet. The biggest merchandise announcement was from IDW. They're launching a new comic book set after the end of deep space nine before nemesis that's going to be kind of a big 24th century crossover and even beyond uh ongoing series this is a big deal this isn't another mini series like in august in august they're starting a picard mini series in september they're doing another lower decks mini series those are three three issues it'll be fun but this is ongoing meaning it could go on for years in possibly and cisco's it comes out of the wormhole he's got this new mission that he's been sent on by the prophets starfleet gives him a ship beverly crusher comes along data comes along because it's before nemesis so data's still alive other people are going to be showing up you know and there's some new characters and i'm you know, i talked to the writers at comic-con picard's going to be showing up in it briefly so it, it's just, um, I think it's going to be great. You know, it, it sounds like one of those things that's going to be cool enough for if you aren't a comic book reader and maybe we're checking out at least, you know, the collected volumes, although those do take a while to come out. But uh, uh, this starts in October. Yeah, as someone who isn't, a, you know, I don't really read the comics. Um, I'm intrigued by this. I mean, I've just... The Cisco curiosity is strong. Yeah, I was going to say, trotting out <laughs> Benjamin Cisco make I think, instantly makes people interested. And then I like the idea that they're just going to have, uh, what do they call it, a motley crew of Starfleet members from every era of Trek. So yeah. that sounds fun, too. They're even going to wrap in elements of Lower Decks. They're talking to the other shows. You know, they're talking to Mike McMahon. So th- this is 
all going to be woven into new and old Trek in a clever ways. Um, and it's written by the guys who did the Star Trek Year 5 series that was kind of a 24-episode miniseries, if you want mm-hmm. to call that mini, that's essentially telling the story of the, fifth, the season. Yeah, the fifth season. Well, mm-hmm. it was two issues per episode, so it was kind of 12 episodes. Oh, yeah. So that was probably the biggest news. I, I went to a panel about Star Trek Resurgence. It's a game where excited about it's this kind of it's a storytelling game which i think a lot of fans are going to love because it's not you know running around and shooting even though there are kind of action elements so look for an update on the site about that the but the for people who are already aware of this game um the big news is there was no announcement for a release date but for the demo i saw was fantastic i also interviewed the people behind the game and I'm very, very much looking forward to this, but this is more something we're going to be talking about more in the future. Have you guys been paying much attention to the Star Trek Resurgence thing? Uh, just the, just that, that whatever, whatever there was. What was the little promo that was put out that we wrote up? Yeah, a few months the, back. Yeah, yeah there, there's been like a it looked good. Whatever, yeah, you know, the, Spock is in this thing. They got yeah, this yeah. actor who's really good at it. It's one of those branch. It's essentially a choose your own adventure. If you remember those books, but Mm -hmm. done in a video game, apparently the script for this thing is 1500 pages long. Oh my God. Because there's so many permutations. Right. Yeah. That's Um, good though. Yeah. That's, you need that much. Yeah. But that's, this is not a, uh, this is a story game, you know, that that's all dialogue, you know, so it isn't just running around and shooting people. Um, There's puzzles and other things like that. And you get to kind of decide what kind of, you play two different Starfleet characters and you know, it, it's pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. But I think it'll be easy for non gamers to get into. Because, so me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise the rest of the merchandise, there was, you know, factory had some really cool, really expensive things. You know, you could get like the board queen spine for $1,200 signed by Alice Krieg. You know, so that's exciting. There's some cute little things from Hallmark. I saw the Playmates toys, um, which are coming out later this year. Not the Prodigy ones, but just the other. And, you know, they look like Playmates toys. (laughs) So um, they look worth it, you know, because these are these are affordable. That's the good news about this stuff. The the Enterprise looks pretty good and the the the, the phaser looks pretty good. So I am looking forward to that. uh, The return of Playmates. Um, But. This wasn't a big year for merch. That's for sure. Disappointed about the lack of Prodigy merch. Gotta say. Yeah, well, no one's more disappointed than I am. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's coming, apparently. So it's not that yeah. it's not coming. You know it's in the works, but man. No, and I, I hope that it's clever. Like I, the model I wish I want them to pay attention to is, don't laugh at me, the Pee Wee Herman model. Because when Pee Wee's Playhouse came out, the toys were fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's what they were. Those were really good. Wind-ups and really good little figures that looked exactly like the ones on the screen and all had moving parts. And they had and and things that talked and did different that you know, you pull the string for the Pee-Wee doll, which I had, and the wind-up magic screen and and then wind-up Terry, like all these things. And I, I feel like that's a great model to use for making good quality, fun toys that you can actually play with. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they are gearing these things for kids and and, you know, we just want the Murph plushie and we'll be done. Right. Yeah. I mean, really, that's what it's all about. I can't believe there's still not a Murph plushie. Yeah. Let's just hope that Christmas 2022 does not come and go without a Murph plushie. Or for me, a Rock Talk plushie and a Wind yeah. Up Zero. That's all I can. I just those are the two that I really want the most. So let's wrap up with some quick bits of the week since we've got three of us. Mine is really quick. Uh, Mike McMahon has another sci-fi animated adult comedy uh, called Solar Opposites on Hulu. And he got a Lower Decks reference in there. One of the characters was wearing a t-shirt and it said, my other show is Space Trek written in Ah. the the TNG font. (laughs) Love it. Cute. All right, Matt. So this was a recent tweet from one of the producers on Lower Decks. He's at Brad in LA. He's a co-producer, Bradley Winters. By the way, if you don't follow him, he's very active. Loves to talk about Lower Decks. So he let out uh, this very interesting little nugget that said, fun fact, each season we've altered some shots to keep uh, certain things a surprise in every in our trailers. So, and he says, I don't think anyone ever caught what we did with the season two trailers. 
So of course that immediately sent people to go figure out what was missing, but that's, that's smart. It's devious that they do that. Just a few little details are missing. You know, they delete like a layer of animation. Yeah. It's it's gone. Sneaky. Sneaky. Fun though. Good for them. What's your thing, Lori? Mine is a brand new podcast. It's a video podcast hosted by Ian Spelling. He's been mm-hmm. reporting on Star Trek for years. And his first episode was Jonathan Frakes. So it's just a really fun watch and listen. We put some of the highlights up on the site. A few of the things that aren't in that article that I thought are fun. He speculates on like what Star Trek would be with there was no Riker on it. There was a really interesting part where he talked about how difficult it would have been for all of him and his crew if social media had existed when Next Generation was on. Like he said, they tell you not to read the comments, but like imagine (laughs) what it would have been like. He said actors are very, very sensitive and having to deal with all that stuff, especially like when they didn't grow up with it, how difficult that would have been. But it's a really fun episode to watch and they're going to be a lot more. Um, Ian's a great interviewer. And the whole point of it is it's called to boldly ask. So the point is to ask questions that guest has not been asked before, which thank you. (laughs) Yes. The not been asked before is key. Yeah, it's worth checking out for sure. Ian's great. Yep. So that's it for episode 101. We're into our second century of episodes <laughs> here at All Access Star Trek. So we've still got a few weeks till August 25th with the start of season three of Lower Decks, uh, which happens to fall at the beginning of Star Trek Las Vegas. But during August, we will have more episodes of All Access Star Trek, including some new exciting interviews. So stay tuned and thanks for joining us matt yeah of course thanks for having me guys thanks matt